0: Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God.
1: We hope you enjoy listening to this message. Good morning everyone. Uh, it's good being together uh, this morning. Before I do jump into... Um, The the teach this morning, I might not get to the buckets this morning, but I'm going to be on next week again, and we'll see what we get through this morning. Um, I wanted to take a bit of time just to share a couple of key updates and announcements this morning, Uh, I guess as part of our Generation Next theme uh, there, there's next moments for us as a church. There's next moments for people within our church family. We want to be able to share because this is our story. We all get to do the life and story together. And and the first couple uh, I wanted to reference this morning was, was Tony and Sonia Crumley. Tony and Sonia, you just want to come up to the stage just as I share this, because uh, we'd love to pray for you guys this morning. Uh, Tony and Sonia have been on just an exciting journey uh, over the last number of years, just really sensing the Lord, speaking to them and guiding them. Uh, it's been confirmed by prophetic word. It's been confirmed through the Scripture as the Lord has been speaking to them individually and collectively. And this journey it's been ongoing for for, for a, a good number of years that they've been trying to stay in step with us. And the exciting part of this, you come on beside me. The exciting part of this for them is that over the the last number of weeks they've they've sold their house, uh, and within the next couple of weeks they're going to be moving to live in Spain. This has been part of the call that they've sensed the Lord place on their life. That sounds really exciting, isn't it? To get living in Spain, hot climate, um, which, which is brilliant. And a big part of the call for this, obviously, they just really believe together. Um, As a couple there, you're going to be getting jobs in Spain. You're going to be living intentionally out there, living missionally amongst the people there, just seeking to reach people with the love of Jesus. Uh, And a big part of the call for you guys has been around desiring to acquire a house out there as well. Obviously, they're going to be uh, renting over the next while, but um, as part of that, just using it as a period of discernment and almost scouting out the land and um, trying to find a house, because a big part of the call that they felt the Lord speaking upon their life with this was to, to use this as a space for, for people who are involved in, in ministry and mission and different, well, we're all full-time missionaries, aren't we? So we can all go uh, along to this, which is great, just to have a space of refuge, a place of restoration, the place where people can come and be re- restored and to recover, and that call of hospitality. And, and knowing the journey that they've been on, I guess it's, it's an amazing example of where we've been on in our series. And I want to use it as an example of that, just of the taking the next step for you guys. This has been an ongoing process and a journey and a step with us. And this morning, just as your family, as your church family, we want to honor you both. We want to say we love you. But this morning, we want to give you our best. We want to pray for you. And so share with us, will you, just what are some of the things we can be praying for you both over the next couple of weeks and as you guys said, this being?
0: I think um, just immediately would be that all the documentation we need will come in time. We thought we would have been away this week, but the, it hasn't arrived yet. So we're just waiting on a few things that we're actually able to end big flights because everybody's texting me, asking me, is your flight booked? <laughs> um, so they're not booked yet, but we will be able to book those immediately once we get the documents. Um, the other thing, we have no home from tomorrow. Our home is actually... Handed over tomorrow. But we would like you to pray for just the provision of this house because we know what we can afford to buy, but we also know what God has promised and what God needs us to have to do what He needs us to do when we're in Spain. Um, just pray for jobs and that we settle, that um, the language, that we're okay with it, although we have we contact for that? <laughs> um, I think too then just praying that we have that peace that we're able to leave our children and our grandchildren and um, just that um, just pray that we're able to do that and um, it's hard enough leaving here but and everybody thinks it's really oh wow they're going to Sabine. but we are giving up so much because God has said go but um we had said we'd go before God said go, so we've been ready for a long time.
2: Uh, for myself, on a personal level, I'd like to pray for boldness, for to speak out God's word, and practically act for people in, God, in, in their lives.
1: Yeah. Basically, yeah. Brilliant. Such such an example of, of listening, being obedient to the next step. I would love us as our church family, can we stand this morning? I'd love us to stand. If any... Any of their friends wanna come and Tony and Sonia, come on down, will you? Okay. Come on down. Any family, any of our church leaders wanna come and just stand with these guys as well? Let's let's just pray for them this morning. Phil, come and pray for them, will you?
2: Father, I just thank you for uh, Tony and Sonia. Thank you for their heart and for their, thank you for their love for the house. And, uh, but Lord, thank you that their love for you exceeds it all. And um, we just thank you for this call on their lives. Lord, thank you for Lord, I just thank you for their friendship over these years. Lord, thank you that even as they go, they they still remain part of our family and they still remain part of our church and we're sending them forth, Lord, from this house. And Lord, we just pray your blessing upon them. I pray, God, that all the practicalities that they've talked about, that you would um, just make a way, even when there seems to be no way, that you would make a way. And Lord, I just pray over their hearts today. Lord, it's not easy to leave kids and grandkids. And so God, I pray um, over their hearts that you would just, uh, yeah, bless them and that you would keep them, Lord. And Father, we thank you for the age of technology we live in that we can see people's faces pretty regular even with distance so god i just pray that you would uh, open up all those ways so god we just send them forth we ask your blessing upon them this morning in the name of the father and the son and the holy ghost we pray lord that you would go with them that you'd surround their going in and they're going out and everything about them will be blessed in jesus name amen
1: amen amen guys let's give them a round of applause can we let's honor them Amazing, amazing. So yeah, let's let's continue to pray for them over over these next couple of weeks, and as they go into it. Ano- another announcement, just finally before we start and just our teach this morning, uh, I wanted to share was uh, was regarding Rick. Um, this is Rick and Ruth. Obviously, Rick's the one on the left with the beard uh, in this photograph. Uh, you'll see, uh, Rick has uh, obviously heads up reach mentoring here in the town. Rick and Alan, who you saw in the video from Portadown, if anybody who doesn't know Al, I'm sure you all do, uh, and Steph and McNally, they began Reach years ago, many, many years ago, and I think Rick had hair back then, perhaps, uh, back when Reach first started, Rick has devoted himself to, to the work of Reach, uh, leading alongside Johnny Hampton and the guys there as well, and Reach. And then over the last couple of years, uh, Rick gave some time, so scaled back a bit from Reach, and gave some time to us as a staff here uh, in Emmanuel, taking on a position of helping just over oversee our leadership pathway in church, making sure that it got embedded. But the beautiful thing that has been over the last couple of years, um, or especially over this last year, as it's got more fully embedded, it's created space for Rick, space for him to be able to start engaging in other areas of church life as well. And it's with this space and with much of his gift mix and the, the ability that he carries, it's the space has brought those to the fore and it created space and opportunity for Rick to start to be able to help shape things for us as a church family, for us within staff as well. Uh, and in all of this, I guess being able to recognize and see those graces and giftings and anointings come to the fore more and more. We just have been on a journey with our own elders and a board just trying to question and as opposed to try and step out, how do we start to cement more and more of who Rick is as part of us in church? You, you recognize that over the last um, couple of years, number of years especially, there's been a lot of new ventures that have happened for us as a church family. So we've just heard Al on the screen talking about Emmanuel Portadine. Emmanuel Portadine planted five years ago. We've had to bar. We've had Noah, Al, who you saw on the screen in case any of you have never had a chance to speak to him, Al and Phil and myself, we've led here for a good number of years as uh, as lead pastors in this church together, but obviously as Al left to be able to help lead in a number of these different areas. Phil and I continued to lead within Largan, albeit at a slower pace, as you can imagine, with Al not around, things slowed down a little bit. Um, but we we led and we've led forward. But we've really enjoyed over this last year um, working a lot more closely again with Rick in the space that the Lord's provided. We've sensed the Lord netting our hearts together as a growing lead team within Largan. and over these past few months. We've approached Rick about um, coming and being part of us full time here in Lurgan. Rick, Obviously, is has prayed about this in an ongoing sense of discernment for him and Ruth and the family and the kids as well. And they felt the Lord's approval in this. We've been journeying this with his board, as elders. Rick's been journeying this with his own board and Reach. And on Friday morning pass, Rick met with his staff team and Reach to inform them just of the journey that we've been on and also of the decision that we've made that from February 2023, Rick will be leaving Reach, will be coming on full time here. And Lurgan. Um, he and Phil and I they will then come on to as lead pastors together. Uh, at that point, we'll be stepping in, we'll be stepping out in different ways and, in, and in different, carrying different responsibilities, which we'll share with you in more detail as we get to January. And at that point in, in January, we will be commissioning Rick. At that point, we will be praying for him as he starts into this new season. But I, I guess this morning, I want to inform you, I want to inform you as our church family, because this is exciting news. <laughs> This is really exciting news for us. I'm, Phil and I are so excited to have Rick being able to partner and to journey more closely with us in this coming season. I'm excited for us as a church family knowing the health and the life that this is going to bring to us, the increase that this is going to bring to us, I have expectancy and faith for that and all that it's going to be. But for us as a church family, I would love us to be praying intentionally over these next couple of months, praying for the transition of things and reach as Rick steps out, the transitioning of things here in Lurgan, as Rick comes part of us as we step into three. And this morning, I would love, if, again, if we could stand, I would just love this morning just to celebrate this moment together. Again, we will we'll lay on hands with Rick and his family in January. But if you're standing near him, put your hand on him, will you? Father, thank you for your plans, thank you for your purposes. Father, we thank you that your Holy Spirit speaks to us, leads us, and guides us, and we thank you for how we've been able to discern over these last number of months, God, even over the journey over the last couple of years, you're leading and you're gracing upon Rick's life, upon us as a church family and for us, and God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we just welcome the gifts and anointings that he carries amongst us. We welcome in Jesus' name everything that he brings to us and the increase that it brings to us as a church family because of what he carries. We thank you for his gifting and anointing. We thank you for his strategic mind. We thank you for his love and passion for your church, Jesus, that he has demonstrated over the years so faithfully. And God, in your name, Jesus, we just pray a welcome to you, Rick. We pray, Father, for um, ease and... um, yeah, just, just an ease, God, over these coming days and weeks. We pray for Reach. We thank you for the work of Reach. Thank you for the increase that there's been under Rex's leadership. Thank you for his staff team there. God, we pray your blessing over them as a team. We pray for Johnny and the rest of the guys as they continue to lead things up. Father, God, just even in Rick's absence, we pray your anointing and your grace upon them. Father, we pray, Lord, that this won't feel like a moment of lack or loss for them, Father. But I just pray that supernaturally, Holy Spirit, you will deposit the gifts and the anointings that they need, God, to be able to fill And not even just to fill what Rick leaves behind, but God, almost even in the new that you bring to reach, we welcome that as well. And we welcome it over us as a church family here in Largan. We thank you, Father, for what you're doing, and we thank you for this exciting moment for us. And we just continue to pray, Holy Spirit, continue to give us eyes to see, ears to hear what you're saying. And in these days and weeks ahead, we just pray, come Holy Spirit, Father, your kingdom come, your will be done here amongst us, we pray in Jesus' name. Oh, Amen. Let's give Rick a wee round of applause, can we? And I, I, I know he'll he'll hate me for, for saying this, but go and give him a hug or something at the end. You know, just draw attention to him at the end, will you? And it'd be great. Let me, uh, let, let me just start in this morning. We've about um, 20 minutes left Let's see how much we get through. I'm on next week again, so it doesn't matter if we don't get through all of this. We can just see what the spirit does this morning, will we? In um, our theme, we would be glad to hear we finally arrive at Jericho today. This has been a long process and a long journey. Over the last number of weeks, we've been journeying us through the book of Joshua, these first five chapters, and today we're going to be in Joshua chapter 6. If you have a Bible with you, it's going to be on the screens, but if you have a Bible with you... Rick, I'll take your face down off the screen again so you can look at it again. Um, if you have a Bible with you, we're going to be following through this in Joshua 6. It'll be on the screen for us. Um, we're today as we look at Jericho obviously the the theme of Jericho it's, it's a pretty obvious one we could be looking about as the walls came down of Jericho, we could be looking about the walls in our own lives or we could be looking about some of the the, the blocks, some of the, the different mountains that almost need to come down, we almost need to overcome, and perhaps maybe we might over the next couple of weeks, I don't know, I haven't sensed the Spirit leading that, but we will be unpacking a lot of this in life groups as well, uh, and we're excited. Again, if you're not part of a life group, we would love you to continue as part of the journey of this in small groups and being able to do that, but this morning, let's, let's turn to Joshua 6, and let's just listen to what the Holy Spirit says this morning, so come Holy Spirit and breathe upon these words, we pray. Is what it says in the first five verses. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men, do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times, with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpet, have the whole army give a loud shout. And then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up and everyone can go straight in i i don 't know if you've if you 've ever had um, if you 've ever had something that maybe you 've bought or something that you 've been told is being given to you that uh, for you to actually get it, it almost felt like you had to climb an absolute mountain to take hold of it in your life, maybe perhaps the likes of an order that didn 't arrive in time uh, a refund that just took a lifetime to get into your bank account, maybe you genuinely have been hurt in some way, and maybe an insurance claim, it just took a long, long time for it to materialize, it just seemed that you kept coming against one thing after another, Warwick's already referenced it, but on a smaller scale, I had a moment like that during the week, if I'm going to be honest, when we celebrated Hank's uh, night together, this was the the photograph I think I have, there's the celebration uh, we had with Hank, we we got to celebrate in the way that Hank loves best, we had a Chinese, Uh, that was great. And, uh, and as a staff, we just wanted to love and we wanted to honor in Hank. And so we wanted to get him a really good gift. And we got him a lovely new Bible. It was brilliant. Really, really good Bible. Uh, and, and yet I wanted another thing to go along with, with it. And I know Hank's really into his cycling. And so I thought, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get him a, a good couple of vouchers because Hank will love to buy some stuff. And so this was about an hour before uh, the party was about to kick off. And I went on to the website and I bought two vouchers. And it said, it got a response saying, the the voucher will be sent to you immediately to your email address. And I went on, and there was no voucher. And I thought, that's fine, it'll be fine. And I waited for five minutes, there still was no voucher. And I waited for another five minutes, and there still was no voucher. I waited for half an hour, and there still was no voucher. And I'm thinking, what on earth? Am I gonna give Hank as a going away gift? And then I had a thought and an idea, and this is probably as low as I could get. And I thought, I'll not give him a gift, but I'll give him the receipt that I uh, bought for the gift. So at least, he can see how much it's going to be. So this is my head's going. I'll put the receipt in his card. And then, you know, Hank's a really understanding sort of guy. I'll put the receipt in there and I'll say, Hank, we've got you a gift. It's not here. You haven't got it. You might not get it, but here's, here's the price you'll get. And so I went to print out the receipt. And when I went around to the photocopier, the photocopier wasn't working. There was a big red light flashing on it. There was a queue of about eight things in front of me. And I thought, I'm going to have to just own up to this one. Try and tell Hank, we've bought you a gift but unfortunately, Hank, you can't take hold of it right now. And then the party began. The party was in full swing. And when the party were in the foyer, we are having a Chinese. And, uh, and in the midst of it, I spoke to Phil and I spoke to Lanny. And I told him, I said, guys, we've got the Bible, but i try to get the vouchers. And I can't get it printed. And then Lanny reminded me that he has his own private printer in his office. That's kind of how the other half live, right? And uh, so thankfully, we were able to go in. The vouchers finally arrived. We were able to get them printed, and we were able to get them to hang. It reminded me of this one thing. I had bought something. It was mine, but it was like I just couldn't take hold of it. It wasn't in my hand, even though I had done everything that I needed to do. Imagine what it was like for the children of Israel. And it was probably a rubbish analogy. But imagine what it was like for the children of Israel in this. And when we get to verse 2 and what we've just read in these first five chapters in Joshua 6, God has told them this, in this, this line, I have delivered Jericho into your hands. There was a promise of something that was given. Like, they knew that it had been declared. The whole way through, they knew that Jericho was coming. They knew that this was where the Lord was leading them. And yet, they couldn't take hold of it. At the very beginning, we read the narrative, the wall and the gates were securely barred. No one could go in and no one could go out. And so the people were left with this question, how on earth could they attain it? This in itself was another step of faith. You can almost imagine them asking this question, God, how many steps of faith do you actually want us to take? We've been through our, our fathers and our forefathers, have been through the whole Red Sea narrative, the whole way through the wilderness. There was loads of steps of faith. We've just been through the Jericho River, or been through the, the Jordan River. You've led us in a. St- God, how many steps do we need to take with this? And you could hear the echo of heaven coming back every step every step of the journey, every step that you're taking in this, God wanted it to be a step of faith that the people were leading out. It wasn't going to be a nice wee thing where they just heard it for a moment, but every step that they were leading out, God wanted them to lead them in this journey of faith. The promise of God was, I've placed Jericho in your hands. This was their inheritance. God was giving it to them. But here's the thing. In order to fully step into it and to take hold, they had to follow God's guidance only. Let me say that again. In order to fully step into it, to take hold, they had to follow God's guidance only. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes in your life when you have a half idea of the things that the Lord's leading you into, of the way that the Lord's trying to bring us into new pastors and the new areas, you just want to get at it. Phil referenced this a couple of weeks ago, that when they crossed the Jordan River, and you can imagine that the waters had dried, they're filled with faith, they're filled with expectancy, the people around them are filled with absolute fear. That was the moment that in anybody else's mind strategically, that was the moment to take Jericho. And yet God had different ideas. God said, no, you're going to put up camp you're going to consecrate yourselves, you're going to circumcise all the men. It's just like none of this makes sense, and yet God, what He wanted to lead the people into was a new place of obedience. For us as a church family, while there's lots of exciting things that are lying ahead, we're sharing this this morning, there's lots that lies ahead of us. One of the things that God constantly wants to be leading us as a people is in a step in a journey of faith That's never anything that he wants to take us out of. He wants us to constantly live out a journey and a step of faith, but he wants to lead us as a people with obedience. When God's timing just isn't the way we think it should be, though, it massively just messes with our faith narrative, doesn't it, sometimes? It's like, God, that's not the way it should be. (laughs) It's not the way I'd like it to be. And then we go on and we read this in verse 10. But Joshua had commanded the army, Do not give a war cry. Do not raise your voices. Do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout. Then shout. So he had the ark of the Lord carried around the city, circling at once. And then the army returned to camp And they spent the night there. We've already, we've we've read at the beginning of what we just opened with today in Joshua 6. The steps have been clearly stepped out for them. They knew that they had to walk around us six times. And then in the seventh time, we were going to do it seven times over. But I wonder that each of the days, we read at the end of this, they returned to the camp and they spent the night. I wonder as they got to each of the days, like day two, day three, day four, and they just kept going through. It just felt like the same thing. I wonder what the narrative was like in their minds. I wonder if that's what it's felt like for some of you in the room this morning, that it's just felt like you've just gone through the same thing over and over and over again. They walked around. They did this six times. They walked around and they walked around and they walked around. Um, I wonder if faith was starting to dwindle a little. I wonder if there was starting to be some grumbles and some complaints and some frustrations. When's it going to happen? Like they hadn't, see, they hadn't seen anything beginning to shift during these first six days. I wonder what was starting to happen. And yet again, it was a test of obedience. I'm sure perhaps that as they marched around, there might likely have also been some insults, perhaps that were shouted from inside the city, from those inside towards them outside. They would have wanted to have tried to have responded in their own way. I'm sure that some of them would love to have been able to have shouted out or have said something or have done something. But yet God had told them not to do it. And this is what the word of the Lord was to them. Simply this one thing. Don't move. Don't say a thing. Don't act until I give the word. Don't move. Don't say a thing. Don't act. Until I give the word. It reminds me, and I'll flick back just again in a second. It reminds me of one of my favourite verses. I love this, and you hear me repeating it so often. Proverbs 3 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. This was the word of the Lord. Don't move, don't say a thing. Don't, act, don't try to act out of your own understanding and the way you think should be. Don't do any of these until I give the word. Again, the Lord requires obedience. Perhaps, and this is what I just felt this morning for some of us in the room this morning. Perhaps you're here, and the call of the Lord upon your life, it feels like, it even feels like things are starting to line up. And that's really good. Tony and Sonia, you've probably had a lot of this journey over the years. You maybe felt things have been starting to line up. And it's so easy at those moments to just want to take control of it and to run ahead and to jump into the things that you feel is happening. Perhaps you're here this morning and what you've sensed the Lord speaking over your life, things have been starting to line up. You've followed God into a calling and you almost see the promise in front of you. This morning I want you to hear the word of the Lord. <laughs> I want you to hear this word of the Lord for you this morning. I feel prophetically over some people in the room this morning. This is what you need to hear. Don't move. Don't act. Don't say a thing until you hear him lead you. He has been leading you to this point, but don't stop allowing him to lead you. Don't try to work it out in your own mind and in your own imagination. Don't move. Don't say a thing. Don't act until the Lord tells you. It almost reminds me of a scene, a... I could have shown this, but I probably, I don't know if there was gruesome and stuff. Any of you ever seen the film Braveheart? And you know that scene in Braveheart where the army of England are advancing and the Scottish guys are all knelt down, they've got these big long spears, and William Wallace, he's, he's just shouting this one command over and over again, hold, 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 hold. And you see some of the fear starting to come in the man's eyes because the man are the army of England are coming closer. They're on horseback. You see them coming with all of their instruments, all of the things ready to fight. And some of them would have been ready to have gone on their own time and ready to go at it because out of their own place of fear and in their own imagination and their own way. But their one thing was they were hold. They weren't going to move. They weren't going to say a thing. They weren't going to act until they'd heard the word, and the word was hold, hold, hold. And then there was a now moment. There was a now moment that came, and suddenly this is what released the victory. This is what happened with the children of Israel. They marched around the city once. They returned to the camp, did it for six days. And in this moment, this was another moment of God teaching His people what it was to walk by faith, even in what it feels like familiar. Even in what feels like familiar things to you in your life. God constantly, as a father, more than anything, wants to teach you what it is to walk by faith. As a father, he is passionate about you. Do you know that in your life? As a father, he loves you and he wants the best for you in your life. As a father, He wants you to be, and us as His children, to constantly be a people that are moving and walking in faith, not to be settling for second best, not to be retreating into some old patterns or old mindsets, but God constantly wants us as a people to be walking in faith. And then this is what we go on to read. We read this towards the end. I think this is in verse 15. It says, "'On the seventh day and they got up at daybreak and marched around the city.'" seven times in the same manner, except that on that day, they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priests sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. The city and all that is in it are devoted to the Lord. Only Rahab, the prostitute, and all who are with her in her house will be spared because she hid the spies we sent." But keep away from the devoted things, so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise, you will make the camp of Israel liable to destruction and bring trouble on it. All the silver and the gold and the articles of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord and must go into His treasury. When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, And uh, the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in, and they took the city. They devoted the city to the Lord. The breakthrough came. The breakthrough happened. And this is the thing that's crucial. Sorry, I forgot to put on the final part of that. The final breakthrough came at this moment at the right time. Listen to what the psalmist says. Remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Listen to the assurance that I will see it wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart. Wait for the Lord. Peter says this, humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Today, I want you to hear the message and the promise of there are appointed times in our lives. There are the right times and the times of God in our lives. It's not for us to run ahead and to try and work it out, but we need to wait. Some of you are journeying through moments of hardship in your life at the moment, and you want to try and work it out and to get out of it. And Of course, sometimes we want to get out as quickly as we can, but yet, God, there's lessons for us to learn in this journey, and God is a father who loves you. You need to hear this this morning. You have a father who is passionate about you. You have a father who loves you. You have a father who wants the best for you in your life, and what he desires for you to do is, as you step this out, this to be a journey of faith that he brings you. He's not looking for just the easy way. He's not looking for the quick way, but He's looking for the life-giving way for you. He's looking for the life-giving way for me. Wait upon the Lord. And as I finish in setting this up for next week, this is what we've just read, one of the lines. It simply said this, but keep away from the devoted things so that you will not bring about your own destruction taken at him. Over the the next couple of Sundays, so next Sunday and the one after, Phil and I are going to be sharing on this, but we really want to begin looking. There are certain aspects that actually the Lord requires of us as his people. There are certain things in our lives that the Lord actually calls us to devote onto him, to give onto him as his people. I had some things that I was going to speak into this morning about it, but I'm not going to. I just want to reference just one verse at the very end and give a reason for this, and then we're just going to pray and close this morning. Phil or Maddie, any of the guys at the back, could you go to, if you come out of this, because there's a whole stack of slides that I'm going to forget, rather than taking time to skip through, would you go to like my second last slide, or my third last slide or something like that? And, and as we journey in this, one of the things that we need to recognize is what it is to be a people who are devoted unto the Lord. In our devotion, we need to recognize that while there are moments of breakthrough that God desires to lead us into, more than anything, we need to see that God wants to see us live into sustained levels of breakthrough. Just go to one of my last slides, Phil, and then I'll control it from here. If you go to a verse in Judges, let me come back. Here we go. I got it. Listen, let me come off that one We second. Here we go. In, in the end of this, we've, we've just heard an art of, and for, for time's sake, so for quickness sake, let me just repeat this. We've just heard an art of the children of Israel have just taken Jericho. There are many battles and many victories that the Lord desires to lead you in in your life. And perhaps you've come through moments of victory. It feels like breakthrough this last week, this last month. I celebrate with you. But you know One of the things that the Lord desires is not just for us to have levels of breakthrough for a moment, What the Father desires in our lives is us to live in a sustained measure of breakthrough and an ongoing measure of breakthrough in our lives. The children of Israel, this moment where they had taken Jericho, this moment where they had given themselves to follow the Lord, one of the things that they forgot to do was that they forgot to be a devoted people. They forgot to be a people that were completely devoted in all other ways. We're going to be looking over the next number of weeks, particularly on the three P's. We're going to be looking about how we can be devoted with our possessions We're going to be looking about how we can be devoted with our plans, We're going to be looking at how we can be devoted as a whole person in ourselves. But in this, because the children of Israel, they hadn't fully devoted themselves to God. They had lived through a moment of breakthrough. They had lived through a moment of victory in their lives. And that's amazing that they got to experience it. But yet they never got to live into the completeness of the breakthrough. Because they weren't fully devoted in their hearts to God. And this is what we read. Phil told me about this verse during the week. And it just really caught my imagination. Listen to what it read. So we go through the book of Joshua. The very next book in the Bible is the book of Judges. Joshua has led the people into this moment of victory. And in the book of Judges, at the beginning of chapter 3, they've taken Jericho, they've had the victory at the beginning of chapter 3 in Judges is what we read. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And because they did this evil, the Lord gave Aglon, king of Moab, power over Israel, getting the Ammonites and the Amalekites to join him. Aglon came and attacked Israel, and they took possession of the city of Pams. This is the name for Jericho. So this city that had been a moment of breakthrough, this moment that the Lord had led them into victory to be able to overcome suddenly because of a people, while they they could look back and they could celebrate that moment of victory in their lives, they could look back and say, wasn't it so great when that happened then? Because right now in this moment, they weren't living a devoted life under the Lord. What happened was that it ended up being a place that was taken once again. And this is what I just want to leave us with this morning. What was once a place of victory, again became a place of bondage all because the people weren't devoted to God. What was once a place of victory again became a place of bondage, all because the people weren't devoted to God. And with this is how I want us to finish. I want you to close your eyes a second for me. I'm going to lead us just in one response, and then we're going to pray, and that's our time done this morning. What's on the screen is a narrative that we can look back and tell ourselves about the children of Israel. But we need to take ownership. A lot of the times this is a narrative that repeats itself in our lives. What was once a place of victory can again become a place of bondage if we aren't the people that are devoted to the Lord. I want you just to sit before the Holy Spirit this morning and allow Him to examine your heart. And I firstly want to ask, what have been some of those moments that you look back and you celebrate breakthrough and victory in your life? You have your story, I have mine. Perhaps it was the moment you were saved. Perhaps there were some other areas just of major, just strongholds, addictions in your life. But you can remember those moments of breakthrough. What have been some of your moments of breakthrough in your life? This morning, I just want you to hear the word of the Father over your life. I never meant that just for a moment. I meant that for your lifetime. Hear the word of the Father to you, son and daughter. I never meant that moment of victory just for a moment. I meant it for a lifetime. And perhaps this morning, that moment of victory, you recognize that perhaps there's a measure of becoming enslaved again to some of those old patterns, some of those old ways. Today, I would just love for it actually to be a moment just of declaring victory again. So why don't you hold out your hands? Stand with me this morning, will you? This is almost done. Stand with me this morning. Let's let's hold out our hands. And I want you to hear the truth of the Father for you this morning. If we can be a people that will devote ourselves to the Lord, if we can be a people that will fully surrender ourselves in all of our ways that we would acknowledge Him, in all of our ways that we would ask and attain the mind and the will of the Father, if we can be a people that are totally devoted and totally sold out for God, this is where we can live into a sustained measure of breakthrough. And this this is the promise and the gift of the Father to us as a family. So this morning, just in your own way, if this is what you want, if there needs to be a fresh surrender moment of some of those things that you've picked up again, this morning I would just love for you to lay it down again. Each of the weeks, we've been finishing just by the reminder of how Joshua concludes almost at the end, choose this day for yourself, whom you'll serve. And God, is your people this morning, God, while well, there's, there's so much there that we've been able just to celebrate, and God, just to, to give praise and to give thanks for, God, today we want to we wanna celebrate those moments of victory and breakthrough that we've had in our lives. But God, this morning, we want to acknowledge, God, if there's areas in our own hearts in our own lives, God, where we started to live into some of those things again, all because those moments of breakthrough got relegated to a moment in the past, and we haven't lived into a life of devotion. And God, as your people this morning, and you can pray this for yourself, but I'm praying it for myself, as your people this morning, we want to choose you, Father. We want to choose your ways. We want to choose to live for you. We want to choose to totally be abandoned to you and your ways. We want to choose to be a people that are devoted to you in all of our ways. And God, as we go over these next couple of Sundays, as we start to center ourselves around these different ways, I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would start to pinpoint. You would start to pinpoint some of the areas in our lives as a family, God, and individually, some of those areas that were breakthrough, God, that have now become moments of bondage again. And yet, God, I just pray and declare victory, God, over us. I pray fresh breakthrough measure, God, over us again, God, in some of these areas. And yet this week, God, this day, this moment, we devote ourselves afresh to you. And we just say, come, Holy Spirit, lead us this week, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.